thank you for tuning into this first episode of my podcast chat with Jackie Lyons and Doug Armstrong. Both episodes taught me a great deal about how street arts are supporting our homeless friends generally, and especially at this particularly difficult time. The song I'm playing is called Spring Blizzard Blues, and it's performed by Doug and the Street Arts Project with some of our homeless friends. But now I'm older, I just moan. I need a balaclava. Looks like I'm turning into my father. It's bitter outside, I slipped over twice. Walking through town, I fell through the ice. Bitter outside, I slipped over twice Walking through town, I fell through the ice The wind bites your skin Cafes of no one in Cars skidding around Covers the ground. It's bitter outside, I slipped over twice. Walking through town, I fell through the ice. It's bitter outside, I slipped over twice. Walking through town, I fell through the ice. I got to turn the heating on. Stay inside where it'll be. Jackie uh, and thank you very much Doug for uh, chatting with me today. Hi. Hi. It's an absolute pleasure to be invited. We feel like celebrities, Greg. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Within our own lunchtime. Yes, you are celebrities though to people who uh, know you. <laughs> well, moving swiftly on. <laughs> Very modest, which is partly the point, isn't it, really? Because I don't think. Anyway, so let's get into what street arts is, I think, because that's been my main con. That's how really I've got to know both of you, mm -hmm. um, which sounds a bit. I made that sound a bit gloomy. I'll try and sound a bit upbeat. So, <laughs> uh, so for people who may not know what street arts is, uh, who would like to uh, chat that through? So I'm doing that one. Um, Street Arts Project is a not-for-profit community group that started up two years ago this month 
and works with the homeless, vulnerable and isolated in Stratford on Avon, in case we're going global. And uh, it's... What do you mean in case? We are global. <laughs> okay. Um, so for those that don't know us, um, <laughs> so Doug, myself and Chris Musson started it up. Um, and we have two sides to street arts. One is outreach, which is all the day-to-day liaison contact with the homeless, um, mainly the homeless guys, uh, providing support through food, clothing, any emergency items they may need. Rough sleepers get referred to us. We go out and provide sleeping bags, etc. Um, we now provide hot food services, uh, which we run from the HR Cafe in Stratford. And the other side is um, workshops, which at the moment, which Doug will talk about, is predominantly the music workshop that has been running for some time, even pre-street arts. It's one of the reasons we set street arts up, was to um, fund and carry that project on. So that's it in a nutshell, really. Just add a bit of detail to that um, on HR Cafe, in case people don't, because it's quite tucked away, isn't it? Just let let both my listeners know where, where, where that is. So HR Char Cafe is in Windsor Street, opposite the old cinema, um, which is now flattened. And um, during lockdown, Doug and I have been working all through. We work all year round and carried on during lockdown. And when the cafe opened again to be able to do takeaway, um, it struck me that they might be able to provide hot meals that people could collect from them, our homeless community could collect from them. And really, from the summer through to now, the whole project and activity down at HR has just grown beyond belief. They've been amazing, mainly down the manager. And we now use it as a sort of a base for street arts because with none of the church halls being open and nowhere available to hire, we had nowhere to base ourselves and we couldn't deliver any hot meals, which the guys really need, Mm. Um, particularly the ones who have been allocated hotels who only have a kettle and the ones who are in some hostels where the kitchens aren't very well equipped. And to be honest, without sort of going on about this side too much, the cooking ability and well-being ability of most of the homeless guys is quite low through endless reasons, which would take forever. Um, And so we feel that if the one thing we can do is provide them with a hot, sustainable meal every day, then they will be not only receiving compassion, which is really important for their well-being particularly now during lockdown it's been a long time with them being so isolated um but also to get themselves as well as they can be because obviously their life choices are not always the best Mm. so they've been fabulous at hr and we have run it daily seven days a week since probably the summer providing breakfast, meals to take away, uh, sandwiches, whatever's needed. And now we also have all the donations and the clothing that we can give out from there. Uh, We hire it from them out of hours. And in theory, 
we should be able to deliver that now because it's a mental health social project and um, we can carry on delivering social care within yeah. most of the lockdown situations. So, you know, all things willing and um, happening, then that will carry on. So you're that's very, You're very conscious of and uh, conscientious about, you know, government guidelines and whatnot, aren't you? It's all very, it's all very tight what you're running down there as well as being very available it is and uh, we've had um county council um guidelines and we watch those very closely we also have our own Doug works with his when he does the music project and we adhere to everything including keeping details track and trace um to be careful with data but we have all the ppe that's been provided by district council recently um so we're we're all over it because the last thing we want is for anyone to get poorly um under our watch um or to be seen as not acting um in accordance with you know the legislation or unprofessionally in any way you know our reputation mm -hmm. is really important yeah so, uh, we've got to be seen to be doing the right thing and after all, HR run that is their livelihood, isn't it? So uh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just, just, uh, just add something in there in case uh, your many listeners or viewers um, are wondering why we, why we're allowed to do this through lockdown. Well, we are because if you read the government guidelines, uh, because we're a non-profit making group or a charity or providing services to homeless or vulnerable people. Or people with mental health problems then we are allowed to run a service or provide a service we are allowed to meet up but we have very very strict measures in place yeah I was looking and at it that. is all takeaway as well it's not the guys coming in necessarily to the venue so it's as they are allowed to do anyway takeaway it, it um because I had a brief look at it, I was thinking last night about that when, when Boris Johnson gave his gave his uh, talk, as it were. So I popped onto the government website to have a look at what was going on. And uh, yeah, there's a whole section there on, on uh, exemptions for, in order to prevent mm. harm, I think, is, the, is, is one of the ones that you, you would easily fall under, isn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... Um... You know, all being well, the police have been made aware that we're there. Um, we're just taping up the outside um, now with two metre distancing so that anything we do will be all, you know, seen visibly outside as being um, fitting in with the requirements. We've got signage everywhere. So, uh, yeah, the guys won't know what hit them. But uh, they've really not been very um, aware of the COVID um, requirements themselves let's leave it there um, and so it could be good training for them as well to understand what it is that we all need to be aware of so um, we're sort of doing a little bit of training on that as well to help them understand symptoms and what to look out for because we you know if we have anybody coming who is displaying symptoms obviously we need to know about it before they come anywhere near anyone so they have to know what those symptoms look like and Many of them haven't been too aware of that so far. Say no more. And oh, all right, yeah. I mean, we've got to be very sensitive to people's privacy and so on. Um, but obviously, anyone who cares to listen to us 
we'll 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 be caring about our homeless friends in one sort or another, one way or another. But one can only uh, hazard a kind of guess as to how they're coping with their own, you know, with with the, with. Their circumstances are difficult enough as it is without being involved in a worldwide pandemic. But then their, their, their lives have been, well, I say they, there's no kind of um, template into which all of our friends fit. Everyone's completely different, hmm. as, as are we all. But um, the, they, you know, from my encounter with people uh, through uh, street passes, people, pe people are consumed by other worldwide pandemics <laughs> that are less visible and less uh less um publicized i think so how are they how how what's been what how in terms of numbers how many people are, are, are making have have become have uh taken advantage of what you're offering do you want me to carry on doug or yeah, yeah, yeah. you're able to say you may not be able to say um, well, the situation in a nutshell is that um, everybody, as soon as COVID hit um, by national government law, had to be housed. Um, so everybody was brought into temporary accommodation. Um, at the offset, they were being uh, provided with hot meals. So the demand for us was quite low. And we work with referrals so that if um, somebody's benefit system had fallen down or something that changed their ability to cope um, happened, then we would jump in and take a referral to support them with whatever was needed, food or clothing, etc. wise. Um, when the food um, had to stop being provided through, obviously, uh, funding issues, I'm guessing, at government level, um, the guys were facilitated in the main with cooking equipment. Um, but as I said earlier, many were not functioning so well with that and some venues didn't have cooking equipment. So it stepped up a little bit more. Now that um, the weather has got colder and people have kind of changed their lifestyles, the homeless obviously encapsulates everybody who doesn't have a residential address assigned to their name. So it's not rough sleepers, you know, it's everybody in temporary accommodation. Um, and all their situations are very varied. They've been phenomenally supported by the food bank, of course. Let's not forget they've been out mm. there like us mm. since lockdown, you know, between us and them. Um, everyone's being looked after at some level. Um, but now the, hot, the cold weather has kicked in and SWEP is in place, which is the Severe Weather Emergency Protocol, which means everybody uh, has to continue being housed anyway because of below zero uh, conditions um, we just feel that we should broaden the hot meal um, facility for people who might just be feeling a little bit vulnerable and isolated so we're looking at how we can expand on that um, so it's ever changing and ever reacting mm. to the situation that's out there as we see it because Doug and I are out uh, on the streets <laughs> regularly 
Um, and so we've got our ear to the ground pretty much. We've got a homeless volunteer who works with us who is um, invaluable to provide insight into what the guys actually need. So we, uh, we work along uh, that side as well, uh, hearing who needs what from first hand. I think it needs to be said, no, though, though neither of you would want me to, but I think it needs to be said that both of you, neither of you do, do this on, on anything other than a voluntary basis. And um, when you talk about volunteers, you, you are also, um, this is, this is, uh, this is something you run because you've, you've, you, you need, you have a heart for it. That's, uh, that's the thing that needs to be said. Um, and, but, we, but I don't think you want me to dwell on that. And so I won't, but gosh, there are so yeah. many, uh, there are so many issues there, aren't there uh, around, I mean, what gets me, uh, gosh, I don't know, but it's easy. It's easy for me, isn't it? It's easy for me to, to, to kind of say the following, you know, when you look at the amount of money that's been wasted nationally on, uh, on, uh, well, you name it, really. A any one of these massive projects that seem to have gone absolutely nowhere. Though I think it absolutely, I also, I also ought to be a little bit humble about it and say, uh, I, I wouldn't envy, I wouldn't, want to be in any position of national authority during this i really wouldn't uh, no. or even local authority um but but it, that one's job is not made any easier by uh by uh you know people people who's who use using eyesight as an excuse to break national uh um and you're being so meticulous about it and so on anyway let's try and be let's try and be uh, as upbeat as possible it is quite astonishing and again not something that you 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 look for or would want me to say necessarily but i just since we're talking from the heart um i have to say that it is it is uh, uh astonishing it's always been astonishing what you what, what what the two of you've done and it isn't just the two of you of course i know you'd want to say that as well because mm. over the years you've been involved with a lot of people voluntarily haven't you with uh you know in your in your in, in your work with uh the homeless and so on uh right back as you say what three years is it three years you've been doing this uh well it's it's two years doug do you want to just come in yeah. then as to when we started up and what was yeah, I've, I've been yeah. around with homeless um when we say homeless we, we've got to get it straight to a lot of mm. people you don't have to be on the street a rough slipper to be homeless yeah mm. you don't have to be there are plenty of homeless people being put up in hospital hospitals B&Bs, sofa surfing, going from one place to the other. So that's what we're talking about, mm. not just rough sleepers. Mm. And identifying these people and working out who they are and their circumstances is extremely tricky. Mm. But yeah, I've been involved with these guys for six or seven years. And it's been a privilege, an honour. I'm fortunate. I'm fortunate I'm being able to help and help in a positive way. And I believe it. And what Jackie and I do, what I did, and then Jackie joined in with me. And what we've done, I think, is make a difference. Really? And that's what I firmly believe in, making a difference. Mm. You have to care deeply about doing something like that. Mm. And you've got to have a thick skin as well, really thick skin. But I started six years ago while I turned up at the Buzz. Remember the old Buzz Centre? The, the Buzz was a community centre. It's now the Boston Tea Party, I think. Oh, right. Right. And I turned up for a gig there because I like live music and a friend was comparing and I turned up 
and uh, a very nice lady was um, serving the tea and the drink and stuff, and is a friend of Jackie's. And Graham's. I've forgotten the name now. Which Lindsay. Is really Lindsay. 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 And she started to talk to me, and you all know me, I'll talk to anybody and everybody about everything. And she said, what do you do? And can you bring anything to the plate? So I told her, I wrote some stuff down, give it to her, um, give her a list. And I thought, that's it, you know, I'm not here anything more. And then, lo and behold, I got an email a week later saying, we're putting a group together to do some music and theatre, drama, all sorts of things. Um, would you like to come and join? Oh, good, blimey. You know, and then he fell over backwards. <laughs> and that's where I first met Jackie. We turned up at the meeting, and it was part of five of us. And Jackie and I stand out a bit, because Jackie and I are exact opposites, but we both stick our head above the parapet. It was mm. quite obvious after about four minutes. We were on the same wavelength. Mm. And we were like, I'm no disrespect to anybody else there, by the way. We were about, you know, three miles ahead of everybody. <laughs> we were already formulating ideas. And Lindsay had an idea to celebrate uh, 100 years of um, the Buzz Centre, which had, was originally a, uh, was a Catholic church place and before that a workhouse. School. And she, didn't know that. Mm. And she wanted School. to celebrate that. And she said, let's split into three or four groups. Um, Jackie got, what did you get, Jackie? Well, I was working, I still do work with special needs, so I was working with um, the Mencap guys and that at the time. Mm. And I, I got, Bromford um, Homeless Housing. Um, and within a week, I turned up at their, they, they met twice a week at the the Buzz Centre, and I turned up, and yeah, I get on with everybody, as you say, I'll talk to everybody, I can get it, I don't mind getting abused, or people, you know, trying to take the mick out of it, or having a go, at it. I'm, I'm used to it, I've spent all my life doing that. And uh, I got talking, and I met a very guy, a nice guy called John Wilde, who ran the, the Bromford um well, he was in, in charge of the Bromford group that had the contract for social services with Stratford District Council. And we set a taste idea up with songwriting. And myself, Nigel, Nigel Clark, and I've worked with for years, went in, and we, we had a half a dozen people in there. And it just exploded from there. We were looking to get big funding. It didn't come, but Nigel and I just kept on going because we enjoyed it so much. And then the buzz moved down to, was called The Link, and it moved down to Waterside. And I went with them, and I was never a volunteer. I've never got a, a lanyard with volunteer on. They would never give it me. I just hung out with everybody. And it was a big challenge. So I started doing music there, um, and we, we raised some money. And we ended up with two projects. And I bumped into Jackie again, and she said, oh, I've been looking at your stuff. We need to push this ahead. And Jackie being Jackie, said, let's go for some funding myself. There's, a, there's a, a vacuum here. And at the same time, Jackie had an idea about a play. So she was coming down to get the atmosphere and talking to everybody. The link then collapsed for various reasons. So there was a vacuum. So Jackie said, let's step in and, you know, let's sort of step into that vacuum and support everybody until everything's set up and then we'll take a, a backward step. So we went on with the music, raised a lot of money to do a project, which we're doing now. Jackie did a play, and then we just moved on to the other side, the other wing. Well, that's the end of the first episode, and I 
Hope you might download the second, which I'll post next week. Thank you for listening, and thank you to Jackie and Doug for taking part. The song I'm playing here is another street arts recording, and it's called The Wolves at the Door. It's available as are the other songs and merchandise at the Street Arts website. i